setting up systems and having automations and knowing that things are optimized and ready that allow my business to run without me, that really gives me peace and helps for me to just stay excited about what this change will bring. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Taking time away from a business isn't a norm for many entrepreneurs, especially when we talk about like taking a full leave or a maternity leave. Now I'm about to sound crazy, but literally the day that I found out I was pregnant with baby number two, I made this giant detailed doc to help me start preparing for maternity leave and to help me wrap my brain around what taking three months off would actually require. For me, when something feels slightly out of my control, my brain leans on organizing what it is that I can and making a list really helped me celebrate the potential future without letting all the logistical worries take over. Now, having done it one time before, I felt like I knew how to map things out pretty well, but at the same time, we'll now have two little ones in our hands, a toddler and a newborn. And while I sort of know what to expect when it comes to caring for a baby and myself in the postpartum stage, I also recognize that every single baby is different, and this experience could be a totally different whirlwind as we chase Coco around at the same time as I recover and get my bearings as a mom of two. I learned a lot my first time around taking a maternity leave. Up until that point, I had taken month-long sabbaticals, but never anything longer than a month. Coco was a relatively decent sleeper, and frankly, we didn't mind being up in the middle of the night because we had waited so long for those moments. For those who know about our journey, we had two losses prior to Coco, so it was one of those tender things like... 2 a.m. had a whole different meaning once we were finally holding her in our arms. And I remember being surprised by how much babies sleep during the day. Like, they don't really sleep much at night, but they sleep a lot during the day. Did you know that a newborn sleeps about 20 hours a day or something? And so throughout my maternity leave with her, I found myself with way more downtime than I anticipated. And honestly, it kind of had me itching to get back to work, even if it was in a tiny capacity. Now, I'm not personally a huge Netflix person. Maybe you guys can send me some great Netflix recommendations. But since I had prepared so well for my time off when I had Coco, I was actually kind of a tiny bit bored on my maternity leave. And I know that sounds awful to say, but honestly, she slept so much. And I went from this like crazy busy prep time to doing practically nothing. And I actually kind of missed using my brain for work. Like I missed using my brain to think about things beyond like, which boob do I feed her on next? Or how many diaper changes have we done today? And so honestly, this time I'm changing up my approach just ever so slightly. So I'm preparing very similarly to last time in that I want to make it so that I don't have to do anything. I don't have to show up for anything. But if the new baby is sleeping and Coco is at school, which is crazy, and I have some free time on my hands, I can basically choose to pop on and do a few things for fun. 
less of this like black and white approach and leaving a lot more room and permission for gray. So truth be told, when I look back at my journey with Coco, after I had healed and we found a bit of a groove as a family, I found myself wishing my maternity leave would happen once she became more active. And I have to note, Drew is a stay-at-home dad. So like really, we were just all kind of hanging out at home, which is such a massive blessing and not totally the norm. And so it was interesting because once she was like three months, six months old, I'm like, wait, I want to hang out with you. You're not napping all the time. Like you're noticing things, you're growing. And so it was interesting because I'm like, okay, I took all this time off when she was a brand new baby, when we were all figuring things out. But I was like, ah, I really love these seasons. And I think every season since has felt just special. And so I'm kind of leaning on the fact that you don't know what you don't know. And so my plan this time around is to give myself three months to do whatever the heck I need to as a mom and as a human being. And I guess we'll just see how it goes this time around. I mean, obviously, it could be a very different story with this little bundle. And not every baby comes out being a great sleeper. And so I'm definitely thinking I'm going to save myself and try to get as much rest as I possibly can get. So my approach is this, for both maternity leaves, Coco's and this new baby's, I wanted to allow myself at least 12 weeks of space, flexibility. I wanted to black out my calendar. I wanted time to connect with the new baby and just kind of settle into what the new normal for our family looks like without the pressure of having to be on for work. Now, at the same time, I want to share this piece because we found out at my 20-week scan that there is a slight complication with this pregnancy. It's nothing major. I definitely freaked out and lost a little sleep over it. But essentially, my umbilical cord attached to my placenta at the very, very edge. So it's called a marginal cord insertion. Usually, your umbilical cord attaches somewhere in the center of the placenta, This one didn't. And so they actually worry about how long the baby will stay inside based on if they're still growing, if they're not falling off the curve. So it kind of freaked me out a bit as I was working on my maternity leave because the new possibility was that at 32 weeks, we're going to start doing additional scans. And if the baby is not growing or if it's falling into a lower percentile, we're going to have to decide if we need to induce or do a C-section or anything like that. And so it really put some of my planning on hold in terms of timing because it was like, wait, this is like a two-month swing. Like the baby could come in September, the baby could come in November. And like, how the heck do we plan for this as a business, as a human being, as a mom? And so I'm super hopeful that we can carry as close to full term as absolutely possible, but there is a possibility that the baby will come early. So just say a little prayer for that. We're going to be monitoring really closely starting at 32 weeks and just making sure that the baby is growing. And if it's not, then the medical team will need to take the baby out. So I'm super hopeful that everything will be great. I've had some conversations with different doctors and ultrasound techs, and they're like, You know, we see this a lot and most of the time everything is totally okay, but it does give this level of knowing of like, all right, you know, we need to be prepared just as we always should be for an early baby and just wrapping my brain around that piece of it. So now I kind of have two months of swing at the end of my pregnancy where I'm not quite sure 
when the baby will arrive, which is so different from Coco because she was 10 days late. So just a very different mindset because I was anticipating much of the same. So whether this baby comes out sooner or later, I am so grateful that we've been diligently working ahead these past few months to get as much done as we can so that I can be offline. But I also know that I'll probably be hopping onto Slack once or twice a week to check in with my team. And the beautiful thing about that is, is it's mostly because I just want to check in on them because I love them and I know I'll be missing connecting with them. So for the past several months, we've all been heads down in prep mode so that I can take this time away and feel relatively untethered from my business and so that I can just get some quality family time as a new unit of four. I guess it's like six if you count the dogs. Now, I know not every business owner is the same when expecting a baby or trying to plan an extended leave from the business, but whether you're planning to take two weeks off or two months off for whatever reason, I'm going to share five steps in my process for planning ahead so that I feel confident in stepping away and knowing that the business will continue to run just as smoothly and seamlessly as when I'm here in full force. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Gold Diggers, I have a podcast recommendation for you. If you like staying in the know when it comes to trends in business, well, you'll love My First Million podcast hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Pori, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. My First Million brainstorms new business ideas based on trends and opportunities in the market and shares the stories of how companies made their first million. It's conversational and interesting with insights on topics that we don't always get into on Gold Digger. NFTs with Gary Vaynerchuk, direct-to-consumer strategies, how vending machines are generating millions. Sean and Sam have their ear to the ground for the next big thing in business, and the guests are top-notch. Listen to My First Million wherever you go to get your podcasts. So the first thing I did is that I chose to loop my team in early. Like very soon after seeing that positive pregnancy test, it was really important for me to loop my team in early on the pregnancy and to kind of forecast, like, here's what's going to happen in the business. So basically, after my immediate family and my closest friends knew, my team was next. And I know and I fully understand and respect that some people prefer to not share their pregnancy with anyone other than their partner or their family while they're in the first trimester. But given our past experience with loss and knowing how sick I generally am in the first trimester... I wanted to make sure that my team understood and I wanted them to just know so that they would understand what I was going through. Like they were also very much in the loop around my hopes of pregnancy. Like I wasn't keeping it a secret like, hey, we're really hopeful to expand our family this year. And so honestly, it was like a huge, massive joy to just let them in on the news early. Like we were crying, we were laughing. It was so much fun. And I just want to really quick bring on my team for a second. Like I absolutely adore and trust each person on my team wholeheartedly. And the thing is that they're in my corner to support me through thick and thin. And so for me, sharing the news and letting them into this part of my life, knowing that I needed a little more grace and support, especially if we had to process another pregnancy loss or if I was laid out in bed sick for weeks at a time, I wanted them to be included in what was going on in case I was suddenly MIA. And honestly, it was just so special because when I look at my business and our journey in growing our family, which started five and a half years ago, 
at the time when we first started trying to grow our family, when we experienced our first loss, I didn't have a team. And so now seeing that like, wow, like I have this team of supportive people who want the best for not just my business, but for my life, like that was super transformative. And I mean, on the business side of things, the earlier everyone knew, the sooner that we could all get on the same page. We love planning. We love working ahead. And so the fact that we could almost reverse engineer from my due date and begin crafting a plan to slowly chip away at and work ahead of was the best. Like we love that kind of work. So for me, it's really important that we create a workplace that feels fluid and non-urgent. And that includes for everyone, but also for myself. And so even though we're planning for me to take those 12 weeks off, I didn't want anyone on my team to feel over overwhelmed or frantic about working that far ahead. And so since we are very highly organized and systemized, we tend to work ahead anyways in order to support that whole non-urgent work culture that we have. So getting them on board and letting them in was really just an exciting piece of the puzzle. And it was something that I wanted to start with this time. After I let them in, I mapped things out month by month. So generally speaking, I approach planning the year quarterly. So I love to do quarter by quarter, but with a baby coming, I broke things down month by month. So remember that doc that I mentioned earlier that I created as soon as I found out that I was pregnant? That basically became our guideline for any and all things maternity leave prep. We were literally working in and through that doc throughout my entire pregnancy. And it was almost like this roadmap for how we were going to tackle the work up to my leave. I mapped out literally like everything leading up to and past my due date so that my whole team knew, here's what big pushes we have. Here's what launches we have. Here's what content needs we have for every single month. Since I have a super consistent content flow in my business, it was really easy to map out. Here's what we're going to need week by week and month by month. Essentially, we publish two podcast episodes and one additional blog post per week. And I generally send two emails to my list every single week. And then we do one big course launch per quarter, along with a few additional collaborations and affiliate partnerships sprinkled in here or there when it works. So knowing exactly what and how much and when content is needed ahead of time is half the battle, in my opinion. It's really easy to be like, I want to take time away. And then you start thinking about like, well, wait, how do I typically show up? Do I want to show up in that same way when I'm off? It really transitions and transforms the way that you approach a leave. And one of the things that I think is super important is when I work with my team, I give them each ownership over different responsibilities so that we each just have these few pieces that we're working away on and we know exactly what is required of us. Now, the benefit of pregnancy is that it's nine months. I mean, honestly, if you're thinking about it, it's actually like 10 months. And that runway allows us to work ahead without feeling like it's this big crunch time or there's too much to get done in a small window of time. Like I wanted to capitalize on any energy that I had, whether it was in my first trimester or my third trimester, just to continue moving things forward. So one thing that's really important about the way that we work and create is that we try to make our content really evergreen, meaning it still makes sense. It's not super time sensitive. It can serve people long after it's published. So we basically worked on a lot of the content for the three months that we anticipated that I was going to be gone. And then what we do is we just review it before it actually gets published just to make sure it's still sensitive. It makes sense. It's relevant by the time it's published. So it was really easy for 
us to work ahead so early. And that way we're not adding a ton of extra work to anyone's plate now or later on. It was basically like, hey, we know what we're going to need to do. Let's sit down and let's batch this out together. So for example, instead of recording three podcast episodes in a sitting, I might do four or five or even six some days so that we can slowly begin building up our content library for that time when I'm going to be off. Number three is I created loose plans for launches. So on top of our content needs being mapped out and a few big brainstorms to outline the content in advance, we ended up looking at each month in terms of launching. So generally speaking, we do one big launch of one of my own courses per quarter. And we plan it that way because it allows for more flexibility if we need to make any changes as we go. And it doesn't feel super overwhelming to me. That's like four big launches a year. I love the way that we approach that. It's something that I adopted a couple years ago and it's something that I really love. But for the purpose of preparing for maternity leave at an end of a year, I did want to create this loose plan for any launches that would help us get through the rest of the year. I didn't want to just throw away the fourth quarter and be like, I'm going to be off, peace out. And so I wanted to make sure, one, that we're getting every program of mine out before the end of the year, but also that we're getting everything updated so that while I'm off and if it's automated, it's still serving our clients and it's still serving the business. So one of the most beautiful things about the structure of my business is that it's not just about launching. So when I say, you know, we specifically plan out our launches, the cool thing is, is that when I say launch, this is like all encompassing. This is our approach to business. When we launch my programs, we go through an update of the content. We freshen up all of the copy. We create new graphics. We look at every single page with it, whether it's a webinar page or a sales page. And so that approach means that by the end of the year, each of my courses has been updated, it's been live launched, and we've expanded our student community and served. So even if people don't buy the course, they're aware of it. And it's totally current and up to date, which I love. So since our usual quarterly plans were scrapped, since I was going to be taking a full quarter off, I dropped in course and affiliate launches for my month to month planning document that were solely based on what we were hoping to launch before the end of the year. And while launches are typically heavier lifts, I also intentionally left wiggle room to incorporate space and rest between each one or each month we kind of sat back and we reevaluated where we're at how we're feeling, which allowed us to skip some of the opportunities that seemed important or shiny when we started planning. And it enabled us to focus on here's what's going to move the needle most for us prior to my leave. Here's what's going to make the biggest impact. And while the launches are an important piece of the business, my biggest goal in launching was just having everything else updated optimized, scheduled, and current before I went on leave. This is something that I did with Coco, and it actually just gave me great peace of mind. Like, hey, I can log off. My students are still being served. My courses are current. Everything is fresh. It's not just running the same ad for the last two years. And it just gives me that peace of mind of like, okay, everything is good. If you haven't already implemented a CRM system into your business, well, now is the time. CRM or customer relationship management is at the heart of scaling your side hustle into your success story. CRM systems take any customer interaction and transform that interaction into valuable data and insights, allowing you to strengthen relationships with your customers and grow your business. Many CRM platforms are either over-engineered or clunky and unreliable, costing you more time and money than they're worth. 
A HubSpot CRM platform means you have a purpose-built solution that's tailored to your business and your business alone. So whether you're just getting started or looking for a robust system, HubSpot is super flexible and totally customizable, meaning it scales and grows as you do. With new features like business units, association labels, permission sets, and more, HubSpot admins can tailor their account like never before. And now with Sandboxes, admins have access to a production-like account, allowing them to test, iterate, and experiment without risk. Learn more about how you can customize your CRM platform with HubSpot at HubSpot.com. You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted super host several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Number four, we optimized and updated our automation. So beyond the outward facing launches, I feel like I kind of go into this nesting phase, not just with our house or the baby's nursery, but I also go into this nesting phase when it comes to business. And I kind of expected this because I was the same way before Coco, but since building a business that can run while I rest was a huge focus for me and something that I've been diligently working on over the last five years, I wanted to make sure that everything felt organized and optimized. So one major focus has been on something that's not so outward facing, like the general public, you, my listener, probably wouldn't even notice this, but we wanted to really work on getting our automated content and evergreen courses totally optimized, updated, ready to rock. And that was a huge behind the scenes focus for us. And true story, when COVID started in 2020, We did the same thing while everyone was like frantically working on like new offers and what's going out into the world. We went inward and it was really cool because we were able to strategize and be sensitive and understand and think about like, here's what our customers are going through. Here's how our content can meet them. And honestly, this is probably the heaviest lift, but it's also the most important and biggest part of preparing for my maternity leave because I want things to run while I rest. And I know that they can when we take the time to do this, to nurture, to check in, to strategize. So essentially, we're just streamlining and optimizing so that the business will be running smoothly and bringing in consistent income while I'm offline taking care of my babies. And these are all the things that keep running while I'm away so that my team can continue showing up in their best capacity and taking care of those day-to-day things without worrying about the little things or things that don't necessarily need daily maintenance. 
This also means making sure that all of my courses that are automated are set up to run silky smooth on Evergreen or through automation, and that my email funnels are fully up to date and set up to consistently serve and offer an experience for those that are on my email list. I love my email list. I love my subscribers. I love my community. Before Coco was born, I actually created a six-month email funnel, which sounds crazy, but it's also entirely amazing. And so essentially, like any new subscriber to my email list will receive that specific six-month sequence that serves them over the course of those six months and gives them tons of free resources, along with invitations to free trainings or different podcast episodes and more. So when I did that, I did that with the intention of having the flexibility to take my first maternity leave, knowing that one, people would be served while I was offline, but two, knowing that if I needed to take more time, not everything would shut down if I was like, wait, I'm not ready to come back or my baby needs me or whatever that looks like. And so in preparation for this leave, we actually revisited that six month funnel along with a lot of little tiny funnels or different email sequences that we have that serve our email subscribers. So things we tend to look at are open rates, subject lines, spam filters, call to actions, timely stories, things that make sense that are relevant, and ensuring each email, each word is intentional and provides value and support for those who subscribe to my email list. Like I said, my email list is my favorite way to serve people. It's such a high priority. And so this is just a reminder for you, regardless of if you're planning a leave or not, it's not always about the shiny stuff. It's about making sure your business is set up ready to run smoothly and is still serving your new and existing audience, even when you're offline, whether that means you're sleeping for the night or you're taking a week vacation or you're taking a few months off. And so anyways, if you're on my email list, which I hope you are, there's a lot of goodness coming your way and it has been created with love and intention. And I love that. Here's the life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers 
every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless, easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments and it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress and you You've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I. K-A-Y-N-E dot com promo code golddigger15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Number five is this. This is a struggle. Beyond just the physical actions, I'm really focused on mentally preparing. You know, it takes a lot to prepare a business to step away for three months, but there's also this mental shift that I am so conscious of that needs to take place in order to allow myself to unplug and just be fully focused on my family. And presence is something that I really want and crave in my life, but presence is also something I struggle with. I think we all do. And so the last time around, it was honestly a lot harder. Like I literally worked up to Coco's due date. And since she was 10 days later, I was already done. Like I was ready. I'm like, where is this baby? I thought this was happening. And I was kind of like twiddling my thumbs before she was born, like pacing the floors. Like, when is she going to come? And it's easy to be nervous about taking time away from your business, not knowing what that's going to look like, but essentially too, not knowing when that leave is going to begin. And I mean, this time around has been totally different because we're really preparing for an early leave, which who knows, like who knows what it's going to look like. So before I'd never taken such an extended break from work and as someone with workaholic tendencies, because I love, love, love what I do. It's really easy for me to tie my identity and worth to the output and productivity within my business, especially since leading up to leaving is a hustle. It's a grind to get ready. So this time around, I just attempted to extend myself a lot of grace to feel all the feelings that come with the final stages of pregnancy and my final time with Coco as my only baby and, of course, just prepping for that postpartum period. I've really tried super hard to keep boundaries, even in the busyness. I've sat down every day and just tried to meditate for 10 minutes and find stillness, tried to focus my energy elsewhere than work all the time. Like there is a set time that I've been logging out. And it's honestly been one of the best things that I can do when I'm preparing for time away from my business, setting up these boundaries now so that when leave happens, it's not a shock to my system. It's like, You don't want to slam the brakes when you're flying 80 miles per hour down the highway. So just adjust your speed to prepare for the slowdown so that it's not as big of a shock. But I hope that this episode just opens you up for this idea that you can take time off, that you can build a business that can run while you rest. And I hope that these five main ways that I've been preparing for leave have been helpful for you. Like, I'm honestly just so excited and I'm feeling just so overwhelmingly grateful to even have this opportunity to take time off to be with my family. 
Like, I know we're going to have to kind of rediscover and settle into this new normal and find a whole new groove and routine as a family of four. And that things are probably going to look a little different, both within our house and within our business. And, you know, this new change is just bringing out all of these new possibilities. And I think I'm just really open and excited for that. But the thing that really helps for me to feel peace with all of the change that is going to come is that setting up systems and having automations and knowing that things are optimized and ready that allow my business to run without me, that really gives me peace and helps for me to just stay excited about what this change will bring. And I mean, I have a team that I trust with my whole heart to handle anything that comes up. And so I just feel really fortunate to have built a support system over the years, over our journey of trying to grow our family. And it really just helps for me to see too, that while we struggled with growing our family, like the work that I did while I was waiting, while we were hopeful is work that is paying dividends, you know, now in my business. And the cool thing is, is like, we're going to be way more than all right. While I'm taking time to soak up those little precious newborn cuddles and make new memories with the newest member of our family. I know that (laughs) we're in for a world of fun, whether it's the sleepless nights or trying to figure out how to balance parenting two kids but I cannot wait to see what is to come. And I just want to say, before I sign off, just thank you. Thank you for rooting for our family. Thank you for being here on this journey with us as we continue to share milestones within our lives while also showing up to serve you with resources and tools to create the businesses and the lives that you desire. I am genuinely so grateful for all of your support throughout the years. And also I am 100% ready for your advice. So if you have any tips of your own for balancing life with two littles or running a business, I'd love to hear them like sincerely. So head over to the Gold Digger podcast. It's at Gold Digger podcast on Instagram and leave your best advice because this mama is all ears. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful. And it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for next-level mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. 
And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive probiotic today. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use a promo code Gold Digger. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, promo code Gold Digger.